Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today I'm going to be chatting about branding and podcasting and what it means to align your podcast brand to your business's brand. Yes, that's the topic of conversation today. Uh, I launch podcasts professionally. It's what I do as my full-time job. I've got clients all over the world, mostly businesses and or professional service providers. And for my clients, it's critical that they have a brand of their podcast that matches their own business brand. Now, for those of you who grew up with uh, the internets or grew up alongside the internets like some people, like me, you might remember a conversation we were having with ourselves years ago, like 10 years ago, we talked about branding and trying to figure out what is branding because social media was kind of rewriting the rule book about that and the old adage modified. And for the last 10 years or so, we've been saying this about your brand. Your brand is whatever your customers say it is. Or put more specifically, your brand is whatever the public says it is because we're no longer the only people responsible for our brand message. People can talk about us and share ideas, and it's not just a word-of-mouth thing anymore. Anyone can go start a Facebook page that is not happy with your brand, right? Not a lot you can do about that. So your brand is what your customers think it is. But let's, let's go beyond that, and let's be specific to talk about podcasting. Because I think what most of my clients do a very good job of aligning their brand of the podcast to the brand of their business. But not all of them. And if, if I'm honest, not all. But that's okay, right? Because we can work towards that direction. And we're all learning new things as we, as we do this every single day. But for the clients that I have where their brand of the podcast doesn't line up to the brand of their business, it's usually because they have a misunderstanding of what podcast idea to make sure that you actually uh, turn off your phone before you do Facebook Live videos. <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> Back to what I was saying, I'll cut on the video, and we'll do a cut on the video right about here. Gosh, I'm so sorry about that. So those customers of mine who don't have a good alignment between their personal brand, excuse me, <clears throat> try that again. So those customers I have that don't have a great alignment for their podcast brand, and their own business brand, it's because they have kind of a misunderstanding of what podcasting is or what it can be. Because I specialize in working with small businesses, uh, for many of them, it's their first time into podcasting. 
And for a lot of them, they're not even really podcast consumers. I mean, they might listen to a handful of shows here and there, like the usual suspects, which I'm sure many of you know of. But that's it for the wealth of information. Their experience is limited to um, professional radio shows that are now redistributed as podcasts or heavily personality-driven shows like the Tim Ferriss show, like the Joe Rogan show. Those are heavily dominated by that person's personal profile. But my clients aren't. They're, uh, they're not. They're different. The, 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 the business podcasts aren't typically heavily personal focused. It's about the brand. It's about the business more than it's about the person. So there's limited information a business can glean from following the likes of the Tim Ferrisses or the Joe Rogans of the world. And there's more importantly, there's more to podcasting than that, right? There's a lot more to podcasting than just getting behind a microphone and talking or just getting behind a microphone and interviewing someone. So when I'm working with my clients, one of the first things we go through when we're dealing with the actual content of their show is not just the format of the content, but also what are we trying to do? What are you trying to do? What shows do you listen to? What are you trying to emulate? And then I spend some time researching what their brand actually is, their website, their Facebook pages, their tweets, their anything that they've got, so I can understand what it is that their company does. And I try really hard to align that podcast that they're eventually going to create with the brand they already have. And I also try and dissuade them from doing things that are off-brand. Something off-brand might be doing an interview show, if that's not what they do. Sure, you can interview customers, but is that really the right thing to do? I don't know. Sure, you can interview thought leaders in your industry, but is that what your brand is? Maybe not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I wanted to give you an exercise that I actually take my customer that I actually take my clients through. And I've done this for years prior to being a podcast consultant. I've worked for the last 20 years in digital marketing. And coming up with some branding, good branding for my clients, many of which were not experienced digital marketers, was a key function that we provided. And there's a, there's a lot of exercises to get at what a brand actually is, but my, my favorite one of all time, I don't, I don't know the name for it. Uh, I call it this, not that. But that's not really the way that it works. If you want to try this, it's a, it's a pretty straightforward process to check your old brand. So get some, get some post-it notes, right? Get some, get some post-it notes like this. And on, and on the green ones, get, get two color. Get a green and get like a, a yellow or something. And on the green one, start writing down some adjectives that describe your brand. And so I'll, I'll give you uh, an, an example. So uh, most of the stuff that I do is pretty funny. And so I'll put down funny. Because that's fine. Because we don't, we don't we, maybe I have a brand that any, any product that I have is going to have a certain amount of flair and a certain amount of humor to it. So I'm going to write down funny. Now, what I wanted to figure out is what, what we're not, though. <clears throat> and so you might, you might think, well, we're, funny means not serious. And that's true, but that's not what I want to do. I want to refine on funny. So what I will say is funny, not silly. You know the difference between funny and silly, right? Being funny is humorous. That's, and people can go, oh, get a cool chuckle. But silly, people point and, and laugh at. Now, there certainly are some things that I do that are completely silly. But, so this is an example. Another one um, might be, well, let's go to the opposite example. Let's do uh, professional. My brand is professional, but not stuffy. Because there's a difference. You can be professional and super, super stuffy, but not ever. Not, not always all the way to stuffy. 
once you go through a series of these conversations, we are innovative, but not cutting edge. There's a difference, or maybe not bleeding edge, right? I want to innovate, but I'm not necessarily going to be all the way on the forefront. That may be a way for the, a brand to identify itself. That's a really good exercise to do. It's a really hard exercise to do because, and it's hard, to, it's almost impossible to do it by yourself. Because as I mentioned at the beginning of this video, your brand is what other people tell you it is. Whether those are your customers, whether those are the public at large, or whether those are the company, the people inside of your company that work alongside and represent your brand. So when you start detailing out these adjectives that describe your brand, that comes along with additional post-it notes that are similarities on that same adjective, but are clearly what you're not trying to be, you'll find it's, it's difficult to get consensus about those things. You'll find people spiraling down, well, what's the difference between silly and funny? Which is a great conversation to have. It's not silly. <laughs> it's not a worthless conversation to have because it helps everybody identify what the difference is. And what you'll find, what I have found, is when you do this exercise consistently all the way through, then you will start doing things in a way that all of your other approaches to media, not just podcasting, suddenly lines up. And it becomes a whole lot easier to figure out what your next pieces of content are going to be about when you're looking at this brand attributes, this, not that set of words. It's really helpful. Try to get to 10 at least. You can do more than that if you want, but 10 is a good goal. It really helps understand your, your brand, what it means. I don't care, by the way, about your mission statement. I don't care about your value statement or any of that other garbage. It is complete and utter garbage, in my opinion, because those are impossible to act upon. They really are. This little exercise right here, but it's the only thing you do, will really give you a much better understanding of what your brand is and how you can make that brand work better for podcasting. If you need any assistance with this, this is what I do. I launch podcasts. More about me at podcastlaunch.pro, evo at podcastlaunch.pro, and all of these videos are available on my YouTube channel, on LinkedIn, and on my Facebook page, Simpler Media. Thanks for watching. I'll be back again tomorrow with another podcast pontification. See you guys then. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, 
visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.